<laughs> welcome. Oh, and uh, welcome to you, and hello, loyal fan base, for our awesome podcast again. How's it going, Cameron? Got something that might interest ya. Oh, re- really? What, what? What's that? Not enough cash, stranger. Well, I'm gonna have to go and get my wallet, but uh, after that, let's work on this podcast. What do you say? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you too. So yeah, anyway, welcome back to Region Unlocked Season 2. Let's get started. <coughs> uh, welcome everyone to Region Unlocked. My throat hurts after doing that impression of the merchant who is, <laughs> as we all know, the, the real star of Resident Evil 4, which is what we're going to talk about today. But Jake, how's it going? Uh, it, it's going great. I'm still trying to like calm myself down from that. That was funny. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. That, that was a great impression. Oh, thank Spot you. on. I, I think that, uh, yeah, that was, that was definitely worth it. I'm sorry that your throat hurts, though. Oh, it's all right. But it was fun to listen to. Good, good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing okay, I guess. Been playing video games and living life to the fullest. That's the best you can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, good. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what kind of video games have you been playing? Oh, just WoW recently. But uh, it's kind of it's kind of tough to talk about games now at the moment because, as everyone knows, we took that mid-season break. So, what we're saying right now is way in the past. And... <laughs> By the time everyone hears this, I've played... Christmas has already happened. I've had new games. I've played different things. I've probably played uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I'm really excited Mm. for. Oh, I'll probably have played Tony Hawk 1 and 2. You know, all the good Black Friday deals and things like that. But uh, that season is is long past at this point. (laughs) This is ancient history, folks. It is. so Enjoy it while you can. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, this episode I know is going to go long, so we just need to get started. (laughs) Okay, let's go. (laughs) Resident Evil 4. So, as you know, today we're talking about Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 was one of the most amazing games ever, just in general, I'd say, but especially on the GameCube. Incredible game. Came out back Mm -hmm. January 11th, 2005. So, Jake, where do we start here? Well, I say we start from the very beginning. A very good... Okay, anyway, no. I'm, I'm going to get charged royalties for singing that. Um, well, you weren't even see. singing. Well, I was chanting. That wasn't... No. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Let's start from anyway. the very beginning. What is that even from? I don't even Beautiful. know what you're ta- What are you talking about? That's, that's from The Sound of Music, which is a very far... A very far uh, distance away from what we're about to be talking about. Oh, very, yeah, very far, so. far away to run, something like that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> a long, long way to run, and now we're talking about the sound of music. So, um, uh, I think we should start uh, like from our first impressions and kind of like what our first experiences with this game were. Okay, because we started at different times, but. As you know, True. and as you just said, we both played the heck out of this game, and there's a lot to talk about. So, uh, yeah, let's start from our first impressions okay. of this game. So, Cameron, what were your first impressions of Resident Evil 4? Okay, so for me, before this, I had never played a Resident Evil game, a even a scary game. I'm not someone who's into scary things at all. And this game just had a ton of hype being built around it well before it came out. And I think part of that is just because I had some friends uh, in eighth grade, I believe, is when this game came out, who they talked about it all the time. They were super excited about it. I had a, a Nintendo Power cover issue about it. And just everyone was talking about how great this game was going to be. And I remember watching a lot of stuff about this on G4 or Tech TV, whatever it was in 2005. And <laughs> especially, did, did you ever watch that channel? Nope. Well, there was this show called, I think it was just called Cheat. And it was first, I think it first existed 
back when cheat codes were still a thing. And then as mm-hmm. cheat codes, you know, faded away, it just became kind of like a guide channel or a show where it would just talk about like, this is how you beat this boss and just gameplay. So I, I watched a bunch of gameplay through that <laughs> and I saw a few boss fights like El Gigante and the village chief through that and all that was like, oh, this looks gross and scary, but also it's like it, it, it's cool action and I like it. So I'd say like my biggest memory would be that spring break of 2005, I believe. Hmm. Uh, Jason Hook. Hey, Jason. We, he took me to Hilton Head in South Carolina for spring break. And we actually just went to like Blockbuster or something and rented this and spent a lot of our time in the condo just playing this game. Well, at least at night. And so it was scary. And I remember certain points where, like, we would, when we'd get too scared, we'd just give the other the controller and be like, nope, I'm done. And <laughs> it was just a lot of fun. It was a good memory, like, playing that game together. What do you awesome. think, Jason? Do you agree? All right. Now let's start a poll. Did Jason agree? Yes or no? <laughs> Send in your answers. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's a long-winded way. Again, I, I don't really know, other than, like, the hype and just other people talking about it, like, why I decided to play this game, because... This game was not for me. I was too big of a scaredy cat to play this game. I see. But what about you? Uh, my first impressions of this game were very similar to yours. I first saw it in, I think, some commercials and I want to say Game Informer or some kind of a magazine. Okay. But it, the, the images in there were so gruesome. Like, they, they were just, <laughs> like, raw images of, like, this disgusting dismemberment of, like, these, you know, bodies and whatnot. And I just at first thought oh my gosh i i can never you know even read this issue again it's too disgusting i mean oh my gosh like i'm i'm gonna get in so much trouble for reading this so i almost threw my uh magazine away because really it was it was just like so new Uh, prior to that i only i'd only played like you know pastel colored mario games right so i didn't really know what i was reading (laughs) but you're pretty into scary stuff now right uh yes actually (laughs) Uh, the reason is because of Resident Evil 4, that oh. specific game. And right. I would have never, ever touched the game had it not been for uh, your advertisement of it. Yeah. <laughs> and your stories about uh, playing it when you probably shouldn't have been and uh, how awesome it was. But you made it sound really cool. Absolutely. So because of that, I changed my mind about this and I decided to finally pick it up when I was old enough to get an M-rated game. Right. So, so I did. You didn't play it till the Wii, right? Yeah, that was the first time I played it was on the Wii, which is great because they released this on multiple platforms in multiple years. Yes. So I, I was just hooked ever since then. I played it and I'm like, wow, this is fun. This is exciting. This is gruesome. And I love that kind of thing, apparently. <laughs> and now the horror genre is one of my favorite genres. Like the creepier, the better. Like Good. it. it, it it helped instill this messed up, uh, you know, mentality of, yeah, let's get scared and let's, let's play creepy things and let's watch creepy things. So that is it. Well, let's do a quick tangent. Have you watched, uh, the haunting of Hill house on Netflix? Uh, no, I have not. Sorry. The, that's fine. I'm you should watch it. I, uh, we watched it just before Halloween and it was, a lot of it was too scary for me. It's mostly just a, a really, really good ghost story. But Ooh. ultimately, it's so good. It's such a good show. And I kind of hate myself because since it was so scary to me, part of what I like to do is like I'll read it online. And once I know what's happening, it's less scary, which I shouldn't have done because there's some really good twists in that show. <laughs> and I wish I didn't know them. The biggest one I already knew beforehand because it's been out for a year. I just have seen it in articles. But anyway, that's just my recommendation. If you like a good scary ghost story, I know you will like it. It's called The Haunting of Hill House. And cool. they recently just that came sounds... out with uh, the second. It's an anthology. So the new one is Haunting of Bly Manor. And it's a lot of the, okay. same, lot of the same cast, but in different roles. Okay. I'm typing this down right now so I can remember it. Always good to check out new scary things yeah so I think cool beans like thanks for the recommendation <laughs>
All right. So, so uh, I'll move on. I'll give a, a little summary I wrote down of this game, what it's about. So, starts off with some weird, like, Spanish pop music or something playing on the radio <laughs> as uh, yeah. Leon is being driven through this very uh, brownish, foresty area. Takes place in kind of this non-distinct European village. Leon Kennedy is... He's the only person who has been sent to track down the president's daughter who has been like recently seen here. She's missing. I don't know why the president thought to send this one person to find his daughter, but he did. He was the chosen one. Yes. (laughs) And so as he's kind of looking around, he encounters that the villagers, they're super hostile, but they're not zombies. What the heck? And from, from there, I'd say insanity ensues a lot of things happen as he tracks down the president's daughter and at the same time he realizes that these villagers are being mind controlled by a virus that's been injected within them and it's called las palagas so or i guess it's a parasite not a a virus and it Mm. has also been injected into leon and ashley the president's daughters which adds a lot more tenseness to the whole adventure. Whoa. Can you save Holy her cow. and yourself? Oh my gosh. You, you should put that on the back of the game case as like the description for the game. That was beautiful, Cameron. No, that, I was cheating. I was just reading the back of the box. That's, that's what it says. So it, it sounded exactly like the back of the box. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> that was beautiful. Fantastic. Good description. Thank you. What happens after that? You can find out by playing the game or by listening to us, I suppose. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I guess before we get into the bulk of the game, Jake, I have a, a bunch of really good facts I wanted to go over. Some very fun facts. Awesome. They will probably be fun for me, too, because a lot of this I've not seen for a long time. Okay. So to kick it off, when Resident Evil 4 was being made, it actually went through quite a few different iterations because they initially, well, and ultimately, they wanted to make something a lot different from what came before, especially because the remake of Resident Evil on the, the original Resident Evil on GameCube didn't actually end up doing that well. So they wanted mm. to change it up in some way. You know, the, the traditional Resident Evils are these fixed third-person camera tank-control shooters where part of the what makes it so scary is just how little control you can have in, in some of those tough situations. And mm. if you know Resident Evil 4, you know it's very different now. It's, you know, behind the back, over the shoulder, a third-person shooter, uh, a bit more action-y. But one of the first iterations was very action-oriented, very stylized, and ended up being too different. It was too over-the-top, way too different from Resident Evil. They said, no, we have to stop this. This can't be Resident Evil 4, but you put a lot of work into this. We're going to keep it. And that ended up becoming a different game. Do you know what that game is? Well, I could guess, but I'm not going to because I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Devil May Cry. So, oh, really? Yeah. So oh, wow. The first, Interesting. The first iteration of Resident Evil 4 is what became Devil May Cry, which is crazy that they were able that to take, take this, I guess, quote-unquote failure and turn it into something separate but awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, another one of the versions kept the same like tank controls and, and camera view, but... They wanted to go with something more Silent Hills-like because Silent mm-hmm. Hill wasn't necessarily about gruesomeness. It was about like the things you can't understand and the, and the messing with your mind. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's who Hideo Kojima is. He's, he's got a, a twisted mind up there. Um, so <laughs> the original idea was Leon gets infected with this virus that makes him see hallucinations. And there's actually a lot of gameplay of this that you can go see on YouTube. It's called the Hookman version 
because hmm. while he's navigating these rooms and seeing like weird dolls moving and it's it's absolutely completely different from what Resident Evil 4 is um, other than it being Leon there's also like this just this giant guy with a hook that pursues you kind of like how Mr. X pursues you in Resident Evil 2 remake so hmm. It's interesting. They ended up scrapping that because they had to basically create two versions of all the 3D models, one for like the real world and one for the hallucination world when things would flip. Mm. And it basically doubled the cost of everything and the time. And uh, they said no to that. Gotcha. So that was iteration number two. Yeah. Um, So like I said, then in the final version, they went with the whole over the shoulder thing. And okay. It's actually still the same. It's almost the same tank controls as all the original games, except the cameras fixed behind you. When you think about it, it's still really the same controls where you can only move back and forward while left and mm-hmm. right just kind of like cause you to pivot. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the aiming is essentially the same. But in the Japanese version, they left the original tank controls in for the Ashley segment of the game. Where you're hmm. alone is Ashley, which I think is one of the most tense moments. Like, yeah. to be so uh, vulnerable as Ashley. But then... Yep. It, to, to add those controls to it, that would, that would make it worse. No kidding. And then, as you probably know, and a lot of people know that this was a big GameCube exclusive when it came out. Which yeah. is crazy, because again, back then the GameCube was pretty much directly competing with Xbox and PS2 graphically. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. they were a little frustrated with PlayStation and decided they would go elsewhere. And uh, Microsoft tried to court them immediately to bring them to Xbox or yeah, to bring it to Xbox. But in their meeting, the guy who was like translating didn't really know Xbox's vision and like their vision statement, really. And when they asked him, uh, let's see, the producer, which would be. Hiroki Kobayashi, when he asked them their vision, like they didn't really know. So he just bowed and left the meeting. <laughs> and then the, like the Xbox boss at the time was like, oh, no, we have this really good vision. And it's like this super great detailed vision that they have all written out. And that guy is like, oh, yeah, I wish I had known that. And uh, <laughs> anyway, long winded way of saying they went oh, to geez. GameCube. So they took it to Nintendo and that Whoa. was obviously huge. And I think. The, the GameCube version has the best cover art, in my opinion, of all the mm. re-releases of this game. But anyway, yeah. uh, when Capcom was asked, like, is this ever going to be ported to the PS2? Hiroki Kobayashi said, definitely not. Definitely not. It's a GameCube exclusive. He said he would cut off his own head if it ever released on any other platform. Whoa. Holy cow. <laughs> And maybe you know more about this, but is I believe cutting your head off is like an expression in Japanese of like quitting. Yeah, like like ending everything. No, well, I think it's a dramatic way of saying you're you're quitting. He'd quit his job. He'd quit Capcom if that (laughs) were to ever happen. I'm pretty sure that's true. But uh, if you didn't know, this game hilariously came out on everything ever after that. So it came out on GameCube, PS2, Windows, Wii, iOS, Zebo, PS3, Xbox 360, Android, PC, Steam, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. That is 14 different platforms that you can play it on. So that's pretty much everything after the GameCube. <laughs> and that's wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And uh, you know, Skyrim is kind of the meme of you can play Skyrim on everything. And I, yeah. I looked it up, and you can only play Skyrim on six different things plus Alexa. So, like, seven things. But Resident Evil 4, you got at least 14 options. Holy guacacado. So, if you listener my, never my. played it, you got no excuse. Because you've got something that can play it. <laughs> so, if you haven't played it, pick it up and play it that's that's our recommendation to you and that's your cue right now <laughs> but if you have played it that's great that's wonderful if you haven't it's still great anyway <laughs> two more quick facts uh japan big on deca- or on on violence there 
their rating board is not a big fan of uh, decapitations. So there's no decapitations in Resident Evil 4 in the Japanese release. Anytime mm. like you get caught in the head by like the chainsaw guy or something, it just like sprays yeah. blood, but his head stays on. And you'll never oh. see one of the villagers walking around without a head on. Interesting. I guess that makes sense though. All right. Here's here's one of my favorites I saved for last. So the president's daughter, Ashley wait, what's her last name? Graham. Ashley Graham is voiced by Carolyn Lawrence. Who else does Carolyn Lawrence voice? Well, as far as I know, she is also Sandy Cheeks in SpongeBob. Yes! Isn't that so weird? This, it is. But y- you can hear the parallels right away. Yeah. As soon as I <laughs> saw that fact, it's like, oh my gosh, I can hear it in my head. It is absolutely Sandy Cheeks who's playing like this, <laughs> I don't know, 18-year-old president's daughter in this violent Resident Evil video game is also a very beloved children's character. <laughs> Don't just stand there! Help me! Help me, Leon! Help! Leon! SpongeBob, quit your worrying. I can take care of myself. After all, who's the strongest critter in Bikini Bottom? It's true. And also, Jimmy Neutron, she plays Cindy. Oh, Cindy! Yeah! can't believe it. Neutron looks handsome. And now you'll never be able to unhear it. <laughs> Leon! No, that was too high. Do your impression. Leon! 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 <laughs> that, that used to be a joke between my younger brother and I, Josh. Oh, yeah. He would always just yell, Leon! <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I like that. <laughs> Just always the only things she says are just like help me Leon Leon. It's like where are you? Dang it! She's getting carried away by a Ganado. I'm tempted to let her let let them have her this time. Yep. So the, that's all my facts. Cool beans. Where do we go from here? Let's talk about the weapons in this game. All right. You, you, you got to be like totally honest here. The best part of this game is like the shooting and all the different weapons and iterations of these weapons. Yeah, um, it's, it's good gameplay for sure. Yeah, it, it really is. And the amount of control that you get in this game is is awesome. Like you were just talking about when they settled with the final uh, layout for the control scheme of this game. Uh, it just it gives you so much control. And maybe that's what I loved so much so much initially about it. But um on top of that, when with the Wii version, uh, oh. you get the most because you can just like point wherever really fast. You don't need yeah. to. Need the, the Wii version is but... cheating. It is yeah. <laughs> so easy to pinpoint headshots with the Wii mote. It's true. It really is. It it basically is cheating. So there you go. That's why I love <laughs> the game so much on the Wii. But anyway, yeah. Uh, there's a whole bunch of guns in this game, and that's the primary weapon that you're using are these guns and uh basically all these weapons get their special upgrades like you can buy accessories for them and upgrade mm-hmm. them using the uh i think the pesetas is that the currency yes and by the way as far as like where this is set it's it's stated that it's europe and uh-huh. it's like pretty obvious that it's spain because they're speaking spanish true but the developers have denied it multiple times that it takes place in spain isn't that interesting? I think it's just supposed to be a fictional village. But yeah, Where it's definitely heavily, Spanish. heavily based off yeah. of Spain, I'd say. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so anyway, um, all these weapons also have their, uh, their, their power-ups and like their specialties. So we start out with this handgun, and this is the one that um, you start out with. It's not very strong, but when you upgrade to its max, uh, it gives you the highest rate of uh, critical shots of all uh-huh. the other weapons, even though it's the weakest, um, if that makes sense. Sure. And then you've got the Punisher. Uh, the Punisher is another pistol, and uh, it's the one that Ada uses. Spoiler alert, we're about to talk about her at some point. <laughs> and it's okay. a little bit stronger than the handgun with a um, faster rate of fire. And then the Red Nine, do you remember this one? Uh, yeah. The Red Nine. This one was always my favorite because it had like an old school theme to it and it was really strong. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, and you could like buy a stock for it because it, the kickback was so hard. So you'd like you know oh, right. hold yeah, it like a rifle, stock. basically. Yeah, so um, that was even stronger. And then you have the black tail, and I think this is like the the ultimate uh, pistol uh, of each of the like semi-auto pistols that you can get. Okay. Um, at least in terms of strength and amount of money it costs to upgrade the thing. And then if you beat the game, you get this thing called the Matilda, or at least you can buy it. And the Matilda is a uh, fully automatic burst shot pistol with a uh, shoulder oh, stock right, right. on it. So did you ever buy the Matilda? Do you remember this thing? <laughs> uh, if I did, I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't really care about pistols after I had shotguns and snipers. The, the good weapons. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, at least pistol ammo was easy to get. Um, but yeah, you're True. right. They kind of stink after you get the bigger, better weapons. But the Matilda, it's supposed to be like awesome. And yeah, it is. And it's really fun to use. But the problem with it is it uses the ammo way too fast. True. Like it, it, all the other pistols are like semi-automatic. So you don't use the ammo very fast. But this thing is like shooting burst fire. So it it just it runs out too fast and it's oh, no yeah. fun after that it just kind of sucks like hey i've got this awesome new pistol and i can never use it because it's wasting all my ammo anyway mm-hmm. i had to go <laughs> rant about that so there you go those are the pistols the the least interesting of the guns so um, now let me interrupt oh, you go ahead and say mm. that yes the pistols were the least interesting but i think they were the most fun way to conserve ammo is Generally, anytime you were coming up with just like a small number of enemies, as long as it wasn't a huge crowd, you would just pop mm-hmm. them in the knee, then they go down, and then you would just like back spin kick them or like suplex their heads off. And <laughs> that was generally always my strategy when there wasn't a, a lot of people to fight, is just take them down on a knee, suplex them. And then if the suplex didn't kill him, then just knife him. So you're Holy only cow. using like one pistol shot per person. Whoa, that's magical right there. No, but that's that's a great strategy. It I would have never strategy. thought of that. But it's just hilarious oh, how over the top Leon is in this game. <laughs> I know. His, his karate kicks and his finishers are ridiculous. It's true. And even the voice acting, let's be honest, it's very melodramatic. Oh, what, that's a Resident Evil staple. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, all right, so I'm going to move on to the shotguns now. And uh, right. did you have a favorite shotgun in this game? I mean, was I, there like, I think it's safe to say like, whatever like the third gun is in each category is the best. So the striker, just because it fired quick, it looked cool, yeah. and it, it could hold up to like 15 rounds, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, it could. It, w- it was nice. I would agree. In, in that regard, it did look cool. My favorite was always the original, the the original shotgun, because you could upgrade it to make it like, perfect like go range. any distance. Yeah, perfect yeah. range. Like a, basically a, a sniper uh, shotgun. Right. Which was kind of cool. So there was that, the original shotgun. And that's the base level one. But then there's the riot gun, which is just an upgraded shotgun. And then the striker, like you said, looks cool and gets that awesome wide angle shot you know for the awesome uh for for the awesome cinematics (laughs) because the cinematics in this game let's be honest are pretty darn good they are which is great because now we've got magnums magnums and those are the uh revolvers so the first one's the broken butterfly Mm -hmm. okay you remember that one don't you yes if you buy the broken butterfly let's see what the merchant says oh no when you buy the hand cannon oh yeah yeah when you buy the hand cannon he says stranger (laughs) what do you need that for going hunting an elephant (laughs) oh my god yeah i cannot do that voice (laughs) no you're right that's the strongest (laughs) pistol in the game (laughs) and that one's hard to unlock you gotta like five star all the mercenary levels right yep I think so. Something like that. But yeah, it, it's it's a fun one. And on top of that, if you do uh, upgrade it all the way, then you get infinite ammo and you max out all the stats of everything. So it's like a cheat gun, basically. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I found what he says when you buy the broken butterfly. I cannot do the voice again. He says, 
I see you have an eye for things. things. Guns, Guns not, not just, just about shooting. shooting. It's, it's about, about reloading. reloading. You know, you what, know I'm what I'm talking about. Talking about. <laughs> That's true. That gun took, took forever to reload. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Not like the Killer 7, which is the next level up. Yeah. Which was not a... Um, well, it, it's basically like a like a Colt 1911. I don't know anything but, about guns, so sure. But, yeah, it's not a revolver. It's oh, yeah, your, it just looks like a giant handgun. Yeah, basically. And then the hand cannon, like you said, and just talked about. Really cool. That's the that's the weapon that might be my favorite of the whole slew of them. Yeah. I've never unlocked it. I, I can't. I just can't handle the pressure of mercenaries mode. Understandable. Once I was done, I was I was done with that. Never went back to it. I just wanted the guns. <laughs> <laughs> um so now you got rifles uh, for the long-distance shooting spectac- uh, spectacles. Uh, so we've got the bolt-action rifle, your standard bolt-action with uh, a, a decent, I, I guess, rate of fire. Sure. And then we've got the semi-automatic rifle, which is much faster than the bolt-action rifle, but it does not look as cool when you're shooting it, in my yeah. opinion. Okay. Because it's so fast. And you can get scopes for these things. Yep. But I'm not going to talk about them right now. And then we've got our automatic weapons, a.k.a. the TMP, which is a little submachine gun that looks yeah. really cool but has no firepower at all. Um, you can also buy a stock for this. And then I'm going to talk about the Chicago typewriter. Okay. That's the magic weapon of the decade right there. Or I should say <laughs> of, you know, 70 or 80 dec- decades ago. Uh, oh, so, right. the, so the Chicago typewriter is a uh, Thompson submachine gun, but this gun is special. And I'm sure you know why, Cameron. It's because it is unlimited fire, no need to reload, and then basically each shot is like the power of, the power of a shotgun shot. So exactly. It's just yeah. to go to run back through the game and mow everything down and laugh. Which laugh is the as best you thing ever. Destroy <laughs> them all again yes. as they try to destroy you. But the thing about this gun is you don't have to reload it. But you can, just for yes. effect. Like, oh, I'm going to pretend to reload just because it looks cool. Yeah, well, also, if you're playing with one of Leon's alternate skins, which is like a gangster skin with a fedora and everything, every once in a while when you reload, he'll do this cocky animation where, like, he'll toss his fedora up and, like, catch it and put it back on his head and <laughs> throw up a pose. He's got style. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and then we've got the rocket launcher, which can also be the infinite launcher. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a uh, you know it's a Panzer Shrek with infinite ammo. That yeah, sounds just, cool, right? Just rains death. This is one of those weapons that can slow the frame rate down significantly if you abuse it. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and then there's the mine thrower, but I never use the mine thrower because yeah, I never touch that. It's lame. And then there's the PRL-412, and this is the last weapon that you can unlock. It is a giant laser rifle cannon gun thing that can instantly vaporize anything in your path if you charge it up. So, And it's also got infinite ammo. But yeah. by the time you get this gun, you don't need anything else, and the game starts to get a little stale because you're, you're playing god mode. Right, and I have never unlocked that because you have to beat the game on professional mode. And... Mm-hmm. I've struggled. I've never been able to do that. I've gotten pretty far and then gave up. But that laser just never seemed satisfying enough because it's like, I've already got the typewriter and the infinite rocket launcher. It's like, they mow everything. I don't need to use this too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, there's something satisfying about shooting the guns, like the typewriter and the rocket launcher. But yeah. this with this PRL twelve or uh, not PRL PRL four twelve, you have to charge it up each time, so you're not like you know pressing the trigger; you're just holding it in. And yeah, it's not as fun. No, that's it doesn't not fun feel at all. as powerful. No, it's not. So those are the guns, and then you've got your little, you know, grenades and stuff that you all have to oh, try yeah. and fit into your attaché case. But I just sell those to the lovely merchant who. Seems yeah, to. we haven't talked about the merchant other than our, you know, voice shredding impressions. We should talk about the merchant because okay. there's a lot to say about the merchant. <laughs> so if you don't know who the merchant is, he just randomly shows up where you're about, you've just had this like encounter with 
the chief and things are a little tense. And then you see just like this masked hooded figure pop up in the window and he's like, over here, stranger. And you go outside <laughs> and he's just standing there like all hunched over and then just opens up his coat full of ammo and crap. And he just has these hilarious quotes, as I've been saying. <laughs> he's just the most weird, iconic <laughs> character to be in this game. And that he doesn't really have an equivalent in any other Resident Evil game. It's like the only time they, they put this weird way to get guns and ammo into a Resident Evil. Yeah. It's kind of out of place, too, because there's no backstory. There's nothing that ever gets revealed about this guy. And he's just so mysterious. Like, where'd he come from? What's he doing here? Why, why yeah. can he afford to buy and purchase everything that you sell him, even though most of it's just useless? And how does he get all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's silly, but yeah, he calls you stranger. So that's, that's, that's his tagline. Oh, and how yeah. does he get everywhere so fast? Yeah. I think there's there just must be multiple copies of him. Just Maybe. or I mean it's all it's all these villagers who've defected from, you know, the rest of the hostile group and they've, you know, they all got the same uniform because if you do look at uh, a few different ones closely like with your sniper rifle, they have some of them have different color eyes. The he normally has blue. But some of sometimes you look, he has yellow, which is the sign of infected. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my. So this is a different guy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. Well, this my mind is blown. <laughs> I thought it was the same dude, just like you know, riding his little bike between each <laughs> area, kind of thing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that just reminded me. There is. This home video from forever ago. It's like 40 minutes of all these guys who have oh. recreated the whole game with just this hand camera. And it is hilarious. And I remember you and I sitting in your basement just watching <laughs> it from start to finish. And if I can find it, I will post it on Twitter. But I have not been able to find it. But that's the thing. It like makes fun of all those silly little things from Resident Evil 4 that like Leon does like he'll walk up to a window and it says like press A to dive out and he like looks down at the text he's like are you kidding me like I'm not diving <laughs> out the window and then it shows him like he's running one way and you see the merchant on his bike riding behind him and then he's like oh wait no I need to go that way and turns around you see the merchant turn around <laughs> on his bike and go the other way it is incredible and it's so low quality but it's hilarious Oh my gosh, I remember that. I do remember that. And that's pro I think that's where I got that image of the merchant riding <laughs> his bike. I think it was from that video that we watched many, many years ago. That's oh that's gosh. great. I'm going to have to look for that it. now. All right, so the merchant. Yeah. Silly character I mean, who's had yeah. a lot of memes about, about his personality. Welcome! Got a selection of good things on sale, stranger. Got some rare things on sale, stranger. So we're back. Jake and I had to take a pause to decide how we wanted to wrap up this episode. We are going to split it into two parts just because there is too much to talk about. But let's do a quick rundown of the first section of this game, which is the village. Mm. So the opening. And now, as I say that, there is so much stuff that happens here. This is going to yes, go longer is. than I want it to. But, but that's okay. This is a good problem to have. Okay. So uh, I'm going to kind of rapid fire what I remember and you stop me when there's a part you want to talk about. All right. Okay. So the game opens up these, uh, these cops, they, they drop you off in the village as you are investigating a house. This guy, he won't listen to you. You're trying to show him Ashley's picture and he's like, what? You want me to grab this ax and attack you with it? And Leon's like, no, that's not what I said. So he shoots him. And Leon's like, that's not a zombie. What the heck? And then you hear some ruckus, and it sounds like that car that you were dropped off in, it speeds away in like a crash or something like that. You discover the village. People are being weird. They're going about their daily lives, villaging, farming, and then they see you, and then they're like, get that guy. 
and then you shoot this one guy and then, and then you see this other guy and he's he's the same guy and you shoot him too and you're like what the heck i just shot you and then the same guy comes around another corner uh, basically i'm saying it's a gamecube game so they have like five copies of the same villager and so you fight the same one over and over again <laughs> <laughs> the same character model <laughs> so uh you get in a big fight you go up in this building you get a shotgun and as you're boarding up the doors, you hear a chainsaw revving up. You're like, okay, we're going to have to talk about this. Yes, let's talk about Chainsaw Guy. Oh, yeah. Dr. Salvador. So why is his name Dr. Salvador? Maybe he was the village doctor, but because it was so behind the times, he was like a, you know. Oh, like a, chainsaw like surgery. Chainsaw, exactly. I mean, it's kind of gruesome, but <laughs> I mean, hey. These people must have been behind the times if they're falling the way they are. Yeah, that's true. So he's terrifying, and I just love, oh, yeah. you know, the sound design of this game where when you hear a chainsaw revving up in the background, just this dread sets in. You're like, oh, shoot. He's coming. Yeah. He's a one-hit kill, too. Yeah, one-hit kill. If he catches you with that chainsaw, your head is going flying. So you got to be very preemptive and be able to take him down from a distance Mm-hmm. And without him getting close to you and on top of that it takes a lot of shots and as you're trying to fend off all these other ganados or villagers who are tr- trying to kill you in this section where they're all like ambushing you in the village right um and by the way by this point uh you'll see in the middle of the village one of the cops is actually up on a stake burning oh yeah, in the middle of the village the fire. <laughs> so it's you know at this point okay you're on your own and it's going to be disgustingly creepy <laughs> so it is so from there uh you keep fighting them off fighting them, fighting them off it seems like they're never ending and then the church bell starts ringing and then uh one is like ah primos or something like that basically means we we need to go pray and so they all wander off into the church and leon being leon he wanders out and he goes where's everyone going bingo and then title screen Resident Evil 4 where's everyone going bingo I don't think they were going to bingo they were going to pray and then maybe play bingo afterwards maybe in the basement of the church maybe that's where you play bingo maybe they were winning some strange prizes like oh who gets the next plug in a vial (laughs) A4 So um, let's plow ahead. The next thing I remember, you keep fighting your way through the village and stuff. You come to a lake, right? Mm-hmm. And there's just this lone motorboat for you to take. And you're like, hey, this lake looks real safe. Nothing's going to happen as I try <laughs> to drive across it. And sure enough, uh, that's not true. And you're attacked by this giant, I mean, it's basically this giant mutated like salamander kind of. Yeah. So I'd say it looks like it's called Del Lago. Very original. Means of the mm-hmm. lake. And it's massive. Massive, massive. And it, your boat gets hooked on it. And so you have this sweet fight of it just dragging you around the lake while you're throwing harpoons at it. Which are unlimited. Which is a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. It's a fun fight. <laughs> and so fun fact about this fight. You can, a little earlier in the game, or maybe still just before you get in the boat... If you just go up to the water and just start shooting in the water, he'll just mm-hmm. jump out and swallow you whole before like you've even instigated the <laughs> boss fight. Yeah, you have to be on the dock. I tried it, and it, it scared me because <laughs> it was fast and quick. But yeah, you shoot the disgusting water, and you hear a roar as a warning. And then if you keep doing it, gulp, game's over. Darn. You have to go back to that last typewriter that you saved at. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I forgot to talk about Louise. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the cop from Madrid, or so yeah. we think. Oh, right. <laughs> cop from the city. Uh, at one point, you hear this ruckus in a building, and you go inside, and there's, like, this shaking uh, armoire, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's probably Ashley in there. And then you open it up. It's Louise, and you rip the duct tape off his face, and he's like, oh, little rough don't you think and then you become best friends with louise Mm. but then at the same time you get injected with the las plagas parasite 
Hmm. But you think it's a dream at first. But it was real? Question oh, mark? Dang. I don't know. We don't know, do we? No, we do know. <laughs> okay, you get across the lake. Oh my gosh, I don't... We're, we're doing this a disservice by going through it too quickly. But, whatever. Yeah, well, th- there's, a, there's a few bosses that you fight in the village, or mini-bosses, I, sh- I should say. At one point, you get, like, to a fork in the road. Or if Ooh. you go one way, you get to fight the... Uh, I think the Bella sisters, who are twin uh, women who have... Uh, chainsaws. Both have one chainsaws or one chainsaw and and a bunch are, of ganados. Yeah, they're Ganodos. terrifying as heck. But if you take the other way, you get to fell or you get to fight the um, El Gigante, mm-hmm. the giant, this massive mutated giant. And I love fighting that guy. To be honest, oh yeah. There's also a nice cash reward. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a satisfying fight, you know. Yeah, that one's That's a, just what I thought. <laughs> it's a fun puzzle because, like, you can drop boulders on them that are perched up on the cliff mm-hmm. with a well-timed shot. And then you yeah. also have to be far enough ahead of him that you can knock down the chained doorways so that he doesn't catch up and stomp on you. Mm-hmm. So generally in your playthroughs, do you normally pick that route? Yeah, I do. Okay. It, it's also, it seems like a, a little bit more straightforward. Like the other way, it seems like a bit of a maze and it's more stressful. Yeah, and I think El Gigante is a bit more of an ammo saver than mm. fighting the Chainsaw Sisters. Yeah, if you if you if you fight them right, then yes. Yeah, I'd say in a lot of my subsequent playthroughs of this game, I am I'm very well versed in what I'm doing. So because of that, mm-hmm. because of that, I will usually fight one of them and then go back and fight the other. So that way, I can get all the treasure in the area, just so I can like mm. complete all the the treasure lists. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. This village starts to get really big at this point, though. And at one point, there are multiple points where you see the uh, the um, the the trader guy, and he's got like little bases, like or little like little uh, sanctuaries, if you will. And one of them is underground, and mm-hmm. you can use that spot underground as like a um, kind of like a network, where you can ride a boat between different areas. Nope. Um, Wrong. No. No, you. There's only one point you come back to there. You will come really? to that point. Like you get on a boat and you'll drive there, and you're like, "Oh, I was here before," but I don't think you can like network out from that point. I think you can go back, like, but it, it's that's like the only spot that you can go to. Right. It's it's not like multiple areas. There's just one little area, but you can go back. Something like that. It left yeah. an impression on me because the cave is beautiful and <laughs> it is. calm and serene. The, the save music is amazing. It's the most calming music ever. It is. The typewriter saving music. Yes. Let's, let's fast forward to the end of the village area which is Mm. you have kind of been pursued by Chief Mendez throughout this time uh, in your village. Like you see him a few times, but one time he like gets you and chokes you out and then your eyes start to like show that you have a parasite. He's like, oh, you're one of us, so I won't kill you right now. But then he changes his mind real quick. (laughs) So you come up to this warehouse and we completely skipped over where you saved Ashley and met the main bad guy. Oh, at the church. Which I can't even remember his name right now. Sal- uh, not, not the, his name is Sadler. Sadler. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, people listen to this here. I bet you're loving this, of the jumping <laughs> around and knowing exactly what we're talking about. So you've got Ashley. You saved her. You met the be- the main villain. He's just like, hey, I'm the main guy. I've got- I kidnapped Ashley so I can put the plague in her, send her back to America, and then infect the president and everyone. It's basically how COVID started. Yeah, it's living it's it's living it out the uh, truth very eerily. So <laughs> anyway, so you get to the warehouse, and Chief is like, he 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 knocks you. You go flying across, and you knock over like some some gas barrels, and Leon's like, huh, Austin Luego, and he shoots the fire, and you're like, boom! Just killed that guy in a cutscene, and. 
then he starts like shedding part of his skin and he stands up real tall and his spine stretches out he's got like a centipede mid mid part of his body <laughs> and so mm. it's pretty gross and then you blast the crap out of his spine till he snaps in half but then his top half still swings around the warehouse so you blast that too and it's a good fight scary fight it's gross it, it really is, is. <laughs> and it's like there's fire everywhere yeah, it's cin- cinematically wonderful. And speaking of cinematics, we kind of skipped over. This game throws in a ton of quick time events. And mm. quick time events have been a little played out now in, at this point. But this was one of the first games to really do that. And there were some fun ones where they were pretty intense. And some of them were hilarious where when you did screw up, you would die hilariously. But... Um, <laughs> So, like, this would be a scene where you would have had to press a combination of buttons in time to make sure you rolled out of the way of his punch or something like that. Mm-hmm. But once you beat him, you get the eye. You get yeah, his, his eye because his eye is, like, discolored. and that's It's a fake eye, I believe, key. right? Or maybe it's a... Yep, it's... Yeah, it rolls out it's of a his fake head. Eye. <laughs> Falls but, out of his head, so then you can use that as the retinal scan to get out of the village area. Mm-hmm. Which and then, then to the... The castle area. Which is, in my opinion, probably the creepiest of all the areas. But that's just me. Well, let's talk about it next week, Jake. Okay. That sounds like a plan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, sorry this episode was kind of all over the place because we just did not plan for how much we'd have to think and say about Resident Evil 4 because there is so much to process with this game. (laughs) This is a unique situation, guys. (laughs) It is. And I know sometimes we can get a little rambly, especially with our two-part episodes. But this one deserves it. So thank you for listening to this mess. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it brought up some great memories. We'll go more in-depth with just, you know, the game and the memories in the next episode since we've got, like, guns and facts out of the way. We can focus more of of just the game itself. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I've got to say. Anything to, to wrap us up, Jake? The only other thing I have to say is... What are you selling? <laughs> Thank you for listening. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. Have an awesome, scary week. Minasa and sayonara. Welcome! What are you buying, stranger? What are you buying, stranger? What are you selling, stranger? What are you selling, stranger? What are you buying, stranger? What are you buying, stranger? What are you selling, stranger? <laughs> Thank you. It's got a three-round rapid-fire capability, although it uses up ammo rather quickly. Now that's a weapon. That's a weapon. It's a nice gun, stranger. Nice gun, stranger. Gun's not just about shooting. It's about reloading. It's about reloading. About reloading. What are you buying, high race? What are you buying, high race? What are you selling, stranger? What are you selling, stranger? What are you buying, high race? What are you buying, high race? What are you selling, stranger? Come back anytime.